What is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Spoiler Alert. I almost said the Web Swingers podcast, but welcome back to a brand new episode of Spoiler. This is one. Of, this is the one and only show where we uh, spoil everything um, about a movie or a TV show. And uh, on this week's episode, obviously, we're going to talk in spoiler detail about the newest and most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Now, if I didn't make myself clear, this is a spoilers review. Unless you don't know the title of the show, and you should because it's in all caps. But if you don't know the title of the show, this is a spoiler-filled discussion podcast. I'm going to go in-depth on everything that happened in this week's episode of The Mandalorian. So you definitely want to turn away from this podcast. Unless you've seen The Mandalorian or you just don't care about spoilers, then welcome, welcome. Um... So, this is an interesting episode. Um, This episode is indeed my least favorite, but I still really liked it. I still really liked this episode a lot. Um, I talked about it on the Zeke Settle show that it was very hard for me to talk about certain things um, without getting into spoilers. And this that's what this review is going to be. It's going to be all spoilers. Uh, and let me, and I guess I, uh, let me start with the, uh, uh, the first one, which that this is another, you know, I mentioned in my non-spoilers review, uh, that this was another side mission. Um, the Mandalorian and the child are heading back to Navarro so that they can, uh, have, uh, have someone, uh, uh, repair the ship and then, uh, they reunite with Grief Karga played by, uh, uh, Carl Weathers and uh, Cara Dune, played by uh, uh, Gina Carano. Um, and Carl Weathers actually directed this episode, which I thought he did a pretty good job for the most part. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, uh, Cara Dune has become the marshal, uh, and then uh, uh, Grief has kind of been kind of taking control has kind of taken control of the of this of uh navarro and then uh he's assisted by uh the mithril the mithril i can't i don't even know what his name is but anyway um it's the same guy who's who the mandalorian had to capture at the beginning of episode one and he put him in carbonite and then we and now he's back um, which I'll be honest, he was my least favorite part of that first episode. Um, but um, Griff Carter decides that they need help, and so he, uh, you know, he puts the child into a school, into a classroom, and then he, <laughs> it's the funny little moment where um, the child asks for a, um, a blue macaroon, and. Um, the, the kid next to him just says no, and then he just uses the force to take the macaron, which I thought was hilarious. I, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but Grief Karga uh, asked, for, asked the Mandalorian to help him destroy an old Imperial base on the other side of the planet. And... Uh, and so they go in, and this thing is filled, loaded uh, with stormtroopers. Loaded with stormtroopers. Um, and they're, 
they they're gonna go destroy the reactor uh, within the base. One of the things I will say, I love um, how they kind of poked they kind of poked fun. This was kind of like a little poke uh, poking fun at Force Awakens because you know one of the things that people complained about, which I never understood why people complained about it. I mean, it's a small little nitpick, so I don't know. I never understood this complaint, but I guess people complained about um, how Starkiller Base doesn't have any hand railings on the on that on that little walkway that Han Solo dies on. I never cared about it. Um, in fact, I, ne I didn't even notice it until after I bought The Force Awakens on Blu-ray and watched it. I was like, oh, there's no hand railings. So, oh well. But it's been a running joke, and they had they decided to have the 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 mithril kind of um, the mithril or mithril whatever however you pronounce it um, kind of poke fun at that. Um, so they deactivate the the lava cooling system, which then causes the lava on the planet to kind of flow and destroy the base. Um, as they're escaping, they see uh, scientists who are trying to destroy evidence and they end up shoot and they end up killing the scientists and then they see uh, something. They see vats filled with bodies. Um, now this is and I think I'm going to put this in the title of the episode. I decided to name the, this episode why, uh, why Chapter 12 is important, um, in, is an important episode. And the reason why is because I think this is going to be what ties in to the sequel trilogy. Because if you remember, in the sequel trilogy, in The Rise of Skywalker, which I wasn't a big fan of, in the Rise of Skywalker, they talked about how uh, Palpatine was uh, trying to uh, was you know Palpatine had created Snoke using cloning technology. So I think that those bodies that we see are just the first bit of are are basically the first attempts at of making Snoke. I think those were the first attempts of making Snoke, and I think we're gonna end up because also they ended up playing. If you if you listen closely, they ended up playing just a little bit of the theme. Whenever you saw Snoke in um in the sequel trilogy, they ended up in uh in you know in this episode they ended up playing it just a little bit. You heard just a little bit of Snoke's uh kind of uh, music, um. And, uh, and so I think this is going to be like the, what leads into that, what leads into, um, the cloning technology because the scientists, uh, from the last season sends a message to Moth, um, uh, Moth Gideon, um, uh, and he says, he reveals that he was transfusing the blood of Baby Yoda, which has a high M count, which... You can kind of assume it's midichlorians. Um, but, you know, I mean, in all honesty, nobody's ever going to use the word midichlorians. 
<laughs> nobody's ever going to mention midichlorians in Star Wars ever again, uh, thanks to the Phantom Menace. Um, and trust me, I don't want them to delve into midichlorians again. I really don't want them to. Um, but, you know, he was transfusing the blood into the test subjects, and then he says, I will not fill you again, Moff Gideon. And then that's when the Mandalorian says, this is this has got to be an old message. Moff Gideon's dead. And they reveal, uh, nope, this message was three years, three days ago. And the Mandalorian basically puts two and two together and realizes, well, shoot, that means he's still alive. So they end up getting attacked, uh, and then we. Uh, see, we get more action scenes, and I gotta say, the action scenes in this episode, I, honestly, I'll be honest, I found the action scenes boring in this episode, um, I don't know why, there was just a part of me that just wasn't interested in what was going on, I was more fascinated with the non-kind of action parts, like, just when they're sitting, when they're kind of talking, like, um, like that whole moment is great. The ending with uh, Moff Gideon. Spo- I mean, we're in. We're doing a show called Spoiler Alert. But the ending with Moff Gideon, amazing. You know, all the non-action stuff I thought was great in this episode. The action stuff, I I gotta say, I was still a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Um. But the Mandalorian uh, goes back. Um, we don't know why he left. He just, he just leaves. And then he comes back with, uh, saving, uh, everybody with the Razor Crest, uh, shooting down two TIE Fighters, um, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, and I even like how, how, uh, Baby Yoda is, um, uh, is putting his arms up like it's a roller coaster. I just, I thought that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, um. Let's see. So his ship is repaired. Uh, the Mandalorian says goodbye, and he has to go to Corvus and track down Ahsoka Tano. Um, and then the New Republic uh, comes back. We get that guy from Episode Two, uh, the the guy who basically uh, talked about uh, who was gonna arrest Man uh, Mando, but ended up letting him go. Um, they're talking to, he's, uh, he's talking to, uh, uh, to, uh, Grief Karga and, you know, Grief Karga's not going to tell the New Republic anything. You know, he's not going to tell the New Republic anything. Um, and then I like it when he, co- when he comes out and talks to Cara Dune. And I like this conversation because it reveals a lot about the Cara Dune character. Um, because we knew, uh, we didn't know much about her. What did we know? She was from Alderaan, and she was a rebel shock trooper. We didn't really know anything else about her. But we get a little bit more development. We get a little bit more of history. And, you know, the, 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 the New Republic captain asked her, uh, did you lose someone on Alderaan? And then she goes, I lost everyone. 
and then uh and then he just he leaves and he's like i'm sorry for your loss and he just leaves now this could mean i think this is setting up one or two things one I think she's going to go fight. She's going to go join the New Republic Army and she's going to go fight with them. Or two, uh, she's just not going to do anything and she's just going to be stay the marshal of this town. Like, I think, I really do think that, I really do think one of those two things. It's probably going to end up being number two, but I would be down if that conversation was to set up the fact that, yeah, she's going to go join the New Republic. Um... You know, and it makes sense. Makes sense for her. Um, because she hates the uh, Empire as much as everyone else in that show does. Everyone else in this show does. Um, so, but that's not the ending. Cause we got one more scene. An Imperial officer uh, talks to one of the mechanics who f- was working on the Razor Crest. And, and he's, they're like, did you do it? And there's confirmation. And then all of a sudden, she, this Imperial officer who, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was Ray Salone uh, from the novels. But then I looked at her and I was like, she looks a little too young to be Ray Salone. But I really hope, I, I will say this though. I'm for, okay, let me, exp- let me do a quick explanation. For those of you who, who don't read the canon novels, I'll explain who Ray Salone is. Ray Salone is basically an Imperial officer. Um, she's in, she's in the, uh, she's actually one of the main villains for the Aftermath, for the Chuck Winding Aftermath series. Um, so she's a very important character. Um, so, but this lady's not her. She goes to, uh, she goes to, uh, the, uh, to Moth Gideon and tells, and, and we finally see, uh, Moth Gideon in the flesh. It's nice to see him back in the show. Um, and I like how in the last episode we just got a little hint of him in the last episode, and then we finally get to see him again in this episode. And I love it when he's, uh, when she says, um, we put the track, we, uh, they put the tracker on the razor, the tracker device on the tracking device on the razor, on the razor press. And then Moth Gideon says, then we will be ready. And we see Death Troopers, which um, I guess weren't canon, but I always thought they were, though. I always thought Death Troopers... Is that what I'm thinking of? Is that what I'm thinking of? Hang on a second. I think the Death Troopers are something else. I think the Death Troopers might be the ones we saw in Rogue One. Yeah, those are the ones we saw in Rogue One. Never mind. Um, where is it? I don't know. Are these the ones we saw? Oh, yeah, no. These are the ones we saw in Rogue One. Never mind. Hang on. Let me bring this up again. Mandalorian. No, 
Nope, that's not it. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, guys, I'm trying to bring this up here. I'm trying to see what are these actually because I'm trying to because I can't really because they can't be the Death Troopers. They can't be the the uh, the Death Troopers from. Uh, from what from Rogue One, because those are something completely different. And why would they be experimenting on Death Troopers? Because, but I'm trying to see what we got here. Um. Dark troop, uh, shadow troopers. There we go. That's what they are. That they're one of those two. But I, I, I thought they said um, death troopers. But then I realized, oh no, the death troopers are from, those are from Rogue One. Never mind. But um, okay, so we got dark, uh, dark troopers or shadow troopers, whatever you want to call them. Drinking some water because I'm hydrated. Um, but yeah, we get we 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 get that, and again, I think they're setting up that the Empire is experimenting with cloning technology because Palpatine's been trying to wants to uh, take over the galaxy again. And he's probably gonna clone uh, Snoke so that Snoke can be the embodiment of him taking over the galaxy. Um, and I think that's what they're setting up here. I really do think that's what they're going to be um, uh, setting up here. N they might not be. It might be something. It, 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 they might not even mention the uh, Snoke or any. But it's it's funny because this takes place about six years after um, Return of the Jedi. And around this time... I want to say this is also after the Aftermath novels. I think the Aftermath novels take place like literally right when Return of the Jedi. Actually, let me see. Let me bring this up here. Um, let me bring up the official Star Wars uh, canon timeline. Um, because I think... I think... Um, all right, so to nope, okay, uh, try and get to uh, let's see. 
Oh, I gotta keep pushing next. Sorry guys, I'm, I I know you guys are probably thinking, where did he go? Was he just did he just forget to edit? Um, let me see. When does the actually? Why why don't I do this? Um, when do the aftermath novels take place? When does the aftermath novel take place? Um, can't because I can't remember how, um, I remember how oh man I can't find I'm trying to think Um, I don't know. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say maybe like, maybe like right when Return of the Jedi ends. Cause, uh, honestly I have no idea, but, um, anyway, I, that's neither here or there. I just wasted like two minutes um, but anyway, um, the point I was trying to make is that, you know, uh, Aftermath kind of set up something going on in the Unknown Regions, and then, uh, it would kind of make sense that if they start tying things in more, that maybe we kind of get a setup as to what is actually happening, and maybe it will give you some context going into it. it definitely will not make the sequel trilogy good or better or worse um but it will at least give you a little bit more context into that trilogy because that trilogy really did not do a good job of setting anything up <laughs> or paying things off in that matter so anyway guys uh overall i thought this episode was good i thought it was great actually um it is my least favorite episode and i do think the action is a little bit more weak than 
than in um in the last ep- in the last couple few episodes. Um, but the next episode, uh, let me actually bring up. Uh, have they released the title for the next episode? Trying to see. Okay, it has been revealed. Let's see what it is. Let's see what this episode title is. The title is Chapter 13, The Jedi. Um, And this is according to a leak. It's apparently a leak. Um, but, first of all, I should say this, um, really don't know, (laughs) we don't know exactly if that's going to be the official title, um, we don't know 100%, if, uh, let me see, Yeah, so, um, Chapter 13, The Jedi, um, that apparently that is the, apparently that is the title for the next episode, uh, and it's supposed to be 45 minutes to an hour long, <laughs> so, uh, well, let's, let's, uh, ugh, I'm so, I'm actually getting really excited for this episode, I'm really excited I'm just excited that we're we might end up seeing Ahsoka Tano in this in this that we're gonna see Ahsoka Tano in this series, um, and maybe maybe she's played by Rosario Dawson, um, but yeah, super excited for that and super excited for next week's episode. But uh, yeah, I think I think this episode was great. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. And my score is still an eight out of ten. So. Um, that will do it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Zeke Seto show is on the podcast feed, so definitely go check it out. It's a good time. It's a very jam-packed episode. Uh, we talk about a lot of things, including Wonder Woman 1984 going to HBO Max. And we talk about uh, Cinemark making a deal with Universal and how this basically is we're getting closer to the end of movie theaters. Uh, and then, uh, tomorrow, um, tomorrow there will be an episode of the Web Swingers podcast, uh, up for you guys. So make sure you definitely go and check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.